This won't end well for Illinois. Here's a three. It ended well. It ended well. Welcome back to Oski Talk. Now, no longer Illinois students. I am Ori Benatar. I've got Stephen Cohen with me. We are on location. I am back in Columbus, Ohio. Stephen is spending his last few days in Chicago before he moves off to Madison, Wisconsin. But for the first time ever, we're doing this pod. We are no longer students. We're graduates now. Woo! Da, 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 da. Hail to the orange, hail to the that blue, was not good. hail that alma was mater. not good. Oh, it was so slow at the College of Media graduation. It was, a brass it was quintet crawling. is playing hail to the orange. I'm sure it's out of key. It was out of tune. And it was so mm-hmm. slow. And then all the people do the S yes. at the end, and I'm like, that's not what it's supposed to be. Don't ruin this moment for me. Yeah, so, but it was <laughs> fine. It was a very nice ceremony. The weather kind of stunk, but uh, it is done. And we're just now going to be Illini sports fans as uh, hey, alum. Things are going well so far post-grad for us. <laughs> oh, seriously. Like, the day we graduate, they two start phenomenal things happen. NCAA softball, or Illinois softball, makes the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2017. And baseball sweeps Purdue and clinches a spot back into the Big Ten tournament. But we're going to lead off with softball because it is NCAAs. And uh, for the second time in three years they will be going to lexington kentucky facing the 14th seeded kentucky wildcats in their region but this is how the bracket works so it's double elimination in ncaa women's softball it's four teams in 16 different sites basically and illinois is going to play their first game against virginia tech on the 17th the winner plays kentucky or toledo we would expect kentucky to win that game um and basically if Illinois wins three games, they're going to the next round of the NCAA softball tournament and potentially playing the number three team in the country, Washington. So yeah, you set this up as, well, Illinois had an awful end of April. They lose eight games in a row. It all hope looked like, all hope looked like it was gone. Then they went five straight to close four straight to close out the regular season, go into the Big Ten tournament, upset Nebraska in the eight nine game. Then they get a shot in Michigan. And Michigan, it was one loss in Big Ten play all season. They lose one to nothing in extra innings on a home run. Like, what a heartbreaking yep. way. And at that point, then, it looked like Illinois didn't do enough. Though It seemed like they would have needed to beat Michigan to have it shot. Uh, it looked They were definitely in the bubble. But then they ended up not even being one of the last four teams into the tournament. So, I don't know. They were respected. Their RPI was top 40. It was really good. Their strength of schedule, top 40 as well. Uh, they earned the respect, and now they're going dancing. And it's not like the team isn't recognized nationally in different aspects. I mean, for example, Carly Thomas led the country in doubles this season. Kiana Sherland was all Big Ten first team. Bella Loya was up there as well. And Annie Fleming also had a great season. Like, the upper class of this Illinois team played tremendous. But also, they've got so many up-and-coming players. I mean, Sidney Sickles threw 150 pitches in the (laughs) win against Nebraska and was amazing and set the Illinois save record this season. So it's not like Tyra Perry has got all these – Upper class, upper class women and juniors and seniors who are are, are mm-hmm. going to be gone very shortly. 
She's got people up and coming. This was probably and a building year if that in that case. Like half the team is seniors, which kind of sucks. But the, the the all the seniors they're not contributors all the time. It's a lot of the freshmen and sophomores that are the contributors, especially the middle, the infield. Uh, just yeah, the pitching staff obviously with Sickles, um, Bellaloya. This is a team that's young, and they could be ranked most of next season. But this is a great stepping stone. I don't know if I expect them though to leave the regional uh, victorious. I don't really expect that I... at all. I think we can see them make the regional final on the 19th, mm -hmm. like the way I see it. So Illinois is basically the second best team in, in the regional mm -hmm. because they're going to be considered the home side in Lexington for their game against Virginia Tech. Yeah. And then let's say Illinois beats Virginia Tech, probably playing Kentucky in that uh, play-in game for the final. Illinois loses. They probably play Virginia Tech again. Yeah. And if they can beat them again, they get to play Kentucky again. Yeah. So we could see Illinois not play Toledo once. They play Kentucky twice, and they play Virginia Tech twice. But I think they can get far. I think they can beat Virginia Tech. If they don't beat Virginia Tech, I would fully expect them to be able to beat Toledo probably in the elimination game and then probably play oh, VT a, or Kentucky to get the final. It's a gutsy team. Like, you, think, you think people want to play Illinois softball right now? Like, Michigan, they almost not. beat Michigan. Michigan's what? What seed are they? Michigan's the 15th Michi seed, so like yeah. the 15th overall uh, seed. So like, you think any team in the country wants to play Illinois when they saw what Illinois did to Michigan? Like they were, they were zero zero through seven innings. Like that's as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah, there's no way this team. Uh, this team will probably play three games this yeah. weekend for sure. That's a good there's, season. I, mean, I think that's a that's a win, a success of a season, especially with how that stretch went for two weeks in late April. Yep. And when I say for sure playing three games, I'm basically saying there's no way Illinois <laughs> is going to lose two games and get knocked out in the first no, two rounds. No, 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 no. Considering it's double elimination. So how far but do yeah, they go? I mean, yeah, you think they lose in the regional final? I think they lose in the regional final to Kentucky. That's my prediction, which is what happened, I believe, the last yeah. time they were in NCAAs. Yeah, I'll go with the same thing. But they looked they uh, the, from the Twitter video that was posted, they looked so excited to just have the chance because it was not expected uh, that they – it was not a sure thing that they would have made the NCAA tournament. So to see them actually make it, right. it's really exciting. So, And the key is the key is going to be pitching. That's really what happens in postseason mm -hmm. play in softball. Like in the regular season, you see so much offense and people exploding with the bats and home runs. But when you get to postseason play – it really comes down to which one or two pitchers just mow down batters and pitch no hitters or pitch one hitters and stay out there for 150, 170 pitches. If Sidney Sickles can do that or if Taylor Edwards can do that for Illinois, who knows? That's but the you look factor. at the best softball yeah, that's teams. The, and, that's the difference right now for Illinois. Is Sidney Sickles going to have to pitch every single game if they play four games in three days? Is she going to have to pitch all four in 28 innings or so? It's possible, but if if Illinois did lose to Virginia Tech in the first game and then played Toledo, you could see Taylor Edwards probably pitch that game. I mean, Taylor Edwards pitched incredibly against Michigan mm -hmm. when they lost that game. I mean, she gave up one home run. That, that was the difference. So either way, I think they, they're good, but we'll see what Perry decides for the VT game, which will be at uh, noon Eastern, 11 Central. It's going to be on ESPN3 as the NCAA regionals for softball get underway. But let's shift to baseball now. We said in the last podcast, if Illinois baseball wanted to increase their RPI and make themselves legitimate Big Ten contenders, they had to sweep their last two regular season series. After winning two out of three against Indiana, they sweep Purdue, including getting a walk-off home run in a 12-inning game on Friday night, Zach Taylor hitting a three-run shot. Then they beat Purdue on Saturday. They beat Purdue on Sunday. And Illini baseball has had a phenomenal April and May. Yeah, they. This is a team that was one in five starting off Big Ten play, 
And now they sit at what? What's their Big Ten record? Is it thirteen and six? Thirteen and eight? Thirteen and eight, I think. Something. Something around that. Uh, they, it's mark. just in the past five Big Ten series, they haven't really lost. They've turned it around. I don't really know what yeah. it is. They, they, they the guys on the team say they're thirteen. Yeah. 13 and 8 in conference, 34 and 16 overall. They are 18 and 4 at Illinois Field. And that's an incredible homework. That is like it, that it, it, so Illinois is up to number 23 in the rankings, their highest ranking of the season. Uh there is potential there if they can sweep Michigan State this upcoming weekend. Michigan State's awful. Uh they finished the Big 10 regular season 16 and 8. Uh, if they go fairly far in the Big Ten tournament, and I mean the Big Ten championship game or become the Big Ten champions, this is a team that's definitely going to host a regional, and no team's going to want to go through Champaign. That's the big thing. That's no what you way. say when you go 18-4 yeah. and four at home. And it's just the, the fact that Illinois has basically – they're at a point where it's almost like they have two guaranteed wins when you put Fisher on the mound mm-hmm. and when you put Weber on the mound. Those guys basically can get you guaranteed wins, and that's kind of the way it's been since conference play started. And early on it was shaky, but now it's they're just they're winning games left and right, and it looks like it's going to be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series yeah. for the Illini in East Lansing, and who knows how high their seeding can be for the Big Ten tournament. They, well, pro- right, they yeah. could get a top yeah, three Yeah, right now seed. they're number four still, but if they sweep Michigan State and get some help, which – you know, uh, Minnesota is still ahead of them. Minnesota, Indiana, and Michigan. Uh, there's a chance for Illinois to be the three seed. And then that's saying, well, going to the Big Ten Championship, I think they have an argument to be made, especially with how they played in non-conference. It was better than Minnesota. It was better than Indiana. It was better than Michigan. Illinois had the best non-conference schedule in the Big Ten. They have a great argument to be made to host a regional, be one of the top 16 seeds. And then I think definitely they go on to the Super Regional, and that gives them a shot to really make the College World Series this year. That's how good this team is. Yeah, their uh, their late season heroics are really coming through. And I mean, shot, that, like, that Friday, yeah, you got Garrett Acton too. Like you got the best closer in the country. Like, <laughs> what a weapon to have in your bullpen. Yeah, just weapons all over the field for Illini baseball, and we'll obviously. Be continuing Oski well, the, talk the to two that, of us. The one until... thing that's bad about this though is you got you don't bench work anymore. You're shortstop, and that's true. That's where you got to find a way to recover. And Brandon Comia, he had a really good week. He batted over 400 for the weekend, and that was his first full series filling in for Chorky. He keeps that up. This team is going to go far. But yeah, we're going to continue covering baseball and doing Oski talk till baseball season ends. So, right. But I mean, and some people might ask, you know, Illinois is playing against the worst teams in the Big Ten to end the season, but. Someone like Brandon Comia, for example, he hit well against Coastal Carolina. Yeah. He didn't play badly. He's proven he can hit against top competition arms, and that's what it's going to come down to when we get to the Big Ten tournament. Can the Illini offensively stay consistent against the top arms in the and Big Ten? And that bottom of the lineup, seen... that's the big thing. Like, is Jeff Cordy or Jacob Campbell, or one of them going to hit come Big Ten tournament time? I know you don't always need your catcher to be a hitter. Like, that's not the most important thing. But is he going to be able to produce anything at that point? Uh, offensively to like help the bottom of the lineup. He's got Grant Van Scoy, you got Jack Yalowitz, uh, Taylor Massey right now. Everything is clicking, but you still have a few guys that are weak spots in the lineup. If they get going, the pitching staff is among the best in the country as well. This is a such a dangerous team, and it's just great that they finally came around at the right time. Yeah, something definitely to look forward to and see what could happen as the weeks go by in the month of May. Last non-revenue we want to touch on before we talk a little uh, basketball and football. 
Uh, men's golf have begun their NCAA regional in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. A nice trip to go to right after the weekend of graduation. And obviously, they are dominating. Oh, yeah. No, this is a, like, well, this was not expected in some ways. <laughs> they In some ways, like, but they won the Big Ten again. No, of course, yeah. Like, they're Ohio, they're, like, they're in a regional with, like, Wake Forest right now. Wake Forest is number three in the country. Cal is 10. So Illinois is the third best, or the fourth best team in the regional. And they are just seven strokes ahead of Ohio State and Wake Forest and Florida State at the end of day one. Like, that is pure domination where they should make it back to the NCAA championships at this point. And that regional will continue until Wednesday. Of course, you've got the baseball series Thursday through Saturday. Uh, women's golf is competing in their first ever NCAA yeah. championships this upcoming weekend. That's going to start Friday in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and that will last all the way up, it looks like, until Monday. You've also got the NCAA singles championships for tennis, both happening in Orlando beginning on Monday the 20th. And then, of course, the softball uh, regional will be happening this weekend. At least game one will be Friday against Virginia Tech at 11 Central on ESPN3 um, in Lexington, Kentucky. I, but I let's just want to, to, to point out yep. first, like, we graduated. Illinois is undefeated in everything so far. <laughs> All right, so we're off to a good start. A maybe, uh, maybe us being at school was the bad luck charm, but honestly – before we even got to school, but <laughs> baseball was playing amazing. No, yeah. It was their best season yeah. ever. And then there was the football allegations. And then it's all gone downhill. Beckman got Beckman got fired our syllabus week. Like it was crazy. <laughs> so uh, let's touch a little bit uh, on some football, actually, since I mentioned Beckman and all that. Uh, the mini plans came out <laughs> for which games you can go to for how much was it? 70 or 75? So this is this is the most summer content we can do. Like this is <laughs> we're going to debate the mini plans. Like, okay. Yeah. So, Illinois football, well, Illinois, the fightingline.com, you can buy mini plans for two games at a time. Uh, and so, that, that's what a mini plan is, if you weren't, uh, weren't familiar. And so, for $70, you can buy a mini plan for the Michigan home game and Northwestern home game, or a $70 plan for Nebraska and Wisconsin. For $10, you can add the home game, the home opener against Akron to either plan. Okay. Okay. So those are your two options, plus Akron. So uh, which plan, as a fan, which plan would you be more enticed to buy and why? As a fan, I would take the Michigan Northwestern. I'm definitely adding the Akron because <laughs> – it's a win. When it comes to when it comes to Illinois football, let's face it, the most excited fans are is for the opening game. There's nothing like an opening weekend of college football when it comes to, I think, collegiate athletics, unlike, you know, March Madness. But mm -hmm. when it comes to opening weekends, you're back at school, you're starting, or you're an alum, or you're just graduated to something like that. You want to go see the first game of the season. You want to see this team play for the first time. So I'm adding the Akron game. <laughs> but I want I want the chance to see Michigan, even though they would blow us out of the water. And Northwestern is a rivalry. Like, yes, Nebraska and Wisconsin – Nebraska's a winnable game. Wisconsin most likely not a winnable game, mm -hmm. but it's two teams within the division. Getting the opportunity to see Michigan play when they don't come to Champaign every year, but also seeing the rivalry is fun. You want to you want to beat your in-state rival and Illinois hasn't done that in so long and a chance to play Northwestern end of the season could be fun. Okay. I take the Michigan. I'm gonna plan. take the other plan. You know, we gotta got disagree somehow. It's our first take moment right here. So, I'll take uh, I'll take Nebraska and Wisconsin first. Illinois the first, past four years. Illinois has played Nebraska 
pretty well overall. They beat them four years ago, or 2015 at this point, so four years ago. Uh, 2016, they came close, I think a fumble away. 2017 at home, wasn't a blowout. The last year, it was a blowout, but it was a high-scoring game where only put up 30-plus points, and the defense was awful last year. So I'm assuming if it was an average defense, maybe it's a close game at Nebraska. Uh, and then Wisconsin, you know, I'm a big Badger guy now, so got to go with that. <laughs> That's your reasoning, <laughs> because you're a big Badger guy now. <laughs> Goodness Well, no, me. I'm just thinking, like, uh, well, those I think Illinois is a better chance to win both those games than they do against Michigan and Northwestern. No, yeah. totally. Like, but you're, you you're, bring you're up the... going in for a definite 0-2 in those games. <laughs> if you go into... But I get yeah, it. But, but I get Akron. There's, I get the Akron. I would have the there's Akron game. One. I have a chance to go 3-0 and now in the games I'm going to. Okay, you can't but go, like, you're not seeing... allowed to go in the Michigan game and be like, Illinois has a chance to win this game. No, of course yeah. not. Well, let's be fair. Illinois was up against Penn State last year, so <laughs> anything is possible. But Illinois would, gave up six touchdowns in the fourth quarter. But you brought up Nebraska and the amount of times Illinois has played them. I think it brings up an interesting discussion. I mean, let's face it. We're almost halfway through 2019, which means we're almost at the end of the decade. Yeah. What has been the closest Illinois football rivalry this decade. And I think it's Nebraska. <laughs> I think it's Nebraska too because you brought it up and it just got They've me. They've only thinking. beat them like, once though. They've played six times, I think, at this point. Illinois one in five. But but you look at everything else, you look at the other teams, the Big Ten West, Minnesota, Illinois beat Minnesota a few times at this point. Um but I But those those games aren't close and you don't really feel the intense rivalry. Yeah. Iowa always has Illinois number. Yeah. Like seriously. Illinois has hasn't Illinois's beat Wisconsin number. in any sport in the past decade. Uh, Northwestern has been the big brother the past handful of years because they've improved significantly yeah. under Fitzgerald. Uh, Purdue, that's been that's been close. That's got to be the one. Probably. Yeah, Purdue or Nebraska. Yeah. Not like Michigan State has. Yeah, well, that's in the other like that, that, division. I'd say that's the one Illinois has been the best against the other in Rutgers at that point. But the one that Illinois played several times in the past decade and a half. Yeah. I think I think the back half of the decade. For all sports, Illinois against Rutgers is like <laughs> the best rivalry. The, the best. I mean, Illini, Illini, Rutgers, basically. But in terms of football, I think it's Purdue. I would. I, yeah, I think it's Purdue. Not this past now that we think Not about the forty-six to seven homecoming game last year, but oh, uh, you look at the mate. three years prior to that. Those were three good games. You got the missed field goal. You got the win that Illinois had at Purdue, uh, twenty fifteen. Purdue close win in Illinois. So yeah, no, you had some close games there. So. Well, hopefully there'll be some close games, whichever mini plan you decide to take. Well, you should go. Uh, you also, go to games. Why not? See the new practice. What am I going to Not you. I was talking <laughs> to the fans at home, you know? Talk to the fans. Yeah, go. Well, at least the Akron game. Yeah. Fill that place up. Go see up. the team in its first game. Exactly. Yeah, see that quarterback uh, but, that doesn't exist. Before we move over to basketball, uh, shout out to our sponsor, 4th and Kirby. Make sure to go to 4th to check out some vintage-inspired, high-quality content made by University of Illinois alum. Including the champagne is pop and tea. Make sure to go to fourthandkirby.com. Uh, going to the hardwood now. So some big, big news surfaced Monday morning on May 13th. John Beeline is leaving Michigan to go coach the Cleveland Cavaliers on a five-year contract, which just <laughs> blows my mind. So what was your initial reaction? Like I woke up to this news, and I thought it was – I came from like an Adam Schefter Facebook post was the first time I saw it. And I thought it was one of those like fake Facebook pages. I had to like verify right. this several times before I believed what I was seeing. Yeah, I first saw it on Sports Center's Instagram, and there's a million fake Sports Center and ESPN yeah. Instagram accounts. 
But, I mean, the, my instant reaction was, I'm shocked. And then after thinking about it, it's like, okay, Michigan now is in a tough position. They have got to find a new head coach that is going to keep up what Beeline did there. He turned Michigan basketball into one of the most consistent programs in the country for so many reasons. And he has turned guys who have not been, you know, the cream of the crop in high school mm -hmm. into NBA players and NBA draft picks. I mean, Dre Burke was a top 10 pick, <laughs> and now he's, he's, he's averaging great, 20 but, points a yeah. game. Yeah, but he averages 20 points a game for a horrible Knicks team. Yeah. But he won the National Player of the Year. He's taken Michigan to two national championship games. He hasn't won a national championship with Michigan, but he turned Michigan into one of the best teams he's, in the He's Big been Ten. closer than any other Big Ten coach in the past decade. That's, that's and, what it comes down to. Right, but now the question is going to be, as a Cavs fan, I'm very excited to see what he can do in Cleveland to sort of revamp the roster in a way that he's either going to be taking guys that haven't been given a shot, similar to like a Greg Popovich with the Spurs, mm -hmm. guys who aren't given a shot and turn them into role players and guys that can be effective on a roster. Or is he going to be great in the draft? I think he's going to draft phenomenal players because oh, let's yeah. face it. It's no secret the Cavs are going to be in the top ten of every draft for at least the next five years. Oh my! No wait, question. wait, 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 wait! The Cavs aren't—they're—they're they're bad, but like, they're not that bad. They're pretty bad. They didn't win like five games this year. <laughs> no, I'm not saying they wouldn't win five games, but you look at how you look at—I mean, Kevin Love is going to leave eventually. He's not going to stay Everyone there forever. Everyone lucks into a playoff berth at some point. The T Wolves made it in last the. Year. In the East, it's possible, but let the East has this playoffs has proven that the East has gotten significantly better. And we'll oh, yeah, talk yeah. NBA after we talk a little uh, Illini basketball. But um, I think because Beeline is leaving Michigan, that opens a big hole for the rest of the Big Ten mm -hmm. that they can do something and increase their standing and get themselves higher up in the conference. But I don't think Michigan is gonna mess up and hire a bad coach. I don't do you know. want? So there's but, Luke Luke Yaklich, who's the assistant coach right now under Beeline, and it's not sure if he's gonna go to Cleveland with Beeline or if he's go because he was eventually gonna get a chance at a D1 coaching job, or if they're just gonna hire internally and slap an interim tag on him and give him a chance then to be head coach. Um, mm -hmm. But like, yeah, I. But Michigan can't afford to screw this up. Because if they screw it up, they're going to go downhill fast. And I don't think it's that easy to rebuild. Look at what Indiana's done. Like, Indiana's been just middling, like, in the middle of the pack now for six, seven years, even though they won a Big Ten championship somewhere in there. Because Yeah, but middle of the pack in the Big Ten is not good enough. You don't get to the tournament. That's what I'm saying. Like, Indiana's stuck there right now. They can't get themselves out. And I think Michigan is one bad coaching hire away from doing the same thing. Easily. But this is also a chance for a team like Illinois. Yeah. Illinois has got a lot of problems they're dealing with right now, but a chance for them to get like, themselves back Like, who scares you now in the up. Big Ten? Like, other, like, I just see Michigan State. I mean, Mich State. Michigan That's State, only... Purdue. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. They're, they're... I mean, I with college basketball, because you lose players every year, for me, I'm thinking about coaching. Yeah. That's what college sports comes down to. It comes down to coaching when you think of teams in the near future. Michigan State is going to be the best team in the Big Ten in the near future because they have Tom Izzo. He's the best coach in the conference. Purdue had an amazing tournament. Yes, they're losing Carson Edwards. They're going to be no, losing guys back. years to come. Oh, right. He is coming yeah. back. I totally forgot. No, he's no, Big never Ten mind. Player of the Year next year. Yeah, Purdue's fine I forgot. Next year. No, Carson Edwards, top ten pick, 2020. Yeah. Cavs, grab him. <laughs> but 
you know, Purdue, Michigan State, Wisconsin, you know, those are the big dogs. I think Ohio State is going to start significantly improving. Yeah, this was a down year for um, them, I think, because last year they exceeded expectations with well, Holtman, and then this year down year just... for them. They started the season incredibly, yeah. but then they had a they really the bad end to the you season. <laughs> they made the tournament as an 11 seed and That's lost to Iowa enough. State. Like, they have higher expectations there. So. Oh no, yeah. yeah. I mean, considering they were a Final Four team in 2012, yeah. <laughs> But Illinois, in gen- I mean, this is an Illini podcast, and we talk Big Ten a lot, but Illinois basketball, they need to get their act together when it comes to sealing players. Well, no, I just think, Getting like, guys in to this say, case, we're the, coming. Like, uh, before that, this is a chance for Illinois to, to jump someone in the Big Ten. Like, this is a chance where you can screw this up. Like, you got to hope first Michigan screws it up, and then you got to take advantage of it. Like, Maryland's in shambles in a way because Turgeon's not a great coach, and that's that's going to be they're going to make the tournament every year but like you got to you got to start leapfrogging people somewhere this is a golden opportunity for Illinois to go from the 10th best program in the Big 10 to 8 or 7 in this case like you got to do it at some time but they got to get players yeah you got to get players so cuz no January no, Kuma hasn't signed yeah yeah so I mean, Antoine January Co- decommitted Cockburn's the only guy who signed yeah it's Cockburn what are you doing it is Cockburn yeah, okay why Come on, just say it. <laughs> Kofi, Cockburn. Kofi Cockburn. No, uh, you got Antoine January, who decommitted after being committed for six months, and then he commits to help me. Uh, uh, wow, it wasn't Grand Canyon, UNLV. No, New Mexico State. You can New Mexico State. You can tell. Yeah, you can tell where our brains have yeah. been in the last week. New Mexico State. He's gonna be an Aggie. That's what it is. They, he's gonna make the tournament every year. Do they make the tournament every year? Yeah, they do. New Mexico State wins their conference like what every year. They lose that? like four the or five whack? games. I think they're in the whack. They they lost in that overtime thriller to Auburn. Oh, I had won New Mexico game. State this year. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I had them beating Auburn too. <laughs> well, that's so a, he'll make he'll make the tournament every that's year. That's a big move for January. So he's not coming to Illinois. Then Bernard Kuma, who was the surprise commit that we haven't really heard anything from uh, since he committed before the national championship game last month. Uh, he has until the 15th to sign. So that's Wednesday. So he's down to 48 hours from the time we're recording this podcast to sign with Illinois. Doesn't seem like it's going to happen at this point because, I don't know, he's been waiting three weeks. And then TJ Holyfield, who was Underwood's guy at Stephen F. Austin, who he recruited, uh, he took a visit He took a visit to Illinois, took a visit to Kansas, took a visit to uh, Texas uh, Tech, and he decided to go to Texas Tech. So I don't blame him because why would you not want to play for Chris Beard and go to the national championship and stuff? Uh, but now Illinois three open roster spots. It's May thirteenth. This is when I get a little. Oh, and Anthony Higgs is leaving the program. So this yep. is when I get a little concerned. They're like, why haven't we filled out this roster at all yet? Why is there just one guy in this class? <laughs> I I just I I just don't get it. I don't have answers at this point. <laughs> uh, I I just don't. It, it it might be proof that maybe Underwood is not the greatest recruiter. Like he's got also Smith, he's got Io and he's got Kofi, but what else is he? He's got Tevian, I guess, and Allen and Georgie. And and he and he fa- he found a diamond in the rough in Georgie. Yeah, but like you can't have a class when you have three open spots with just one guy. Nope, <laughs> you can't. You can't expect to make the tournament. Tyler with, Underwood's uh, going to be on scholarship at this point next year. Yep, because someone's got to be on scholarship. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't know. This stuff doesn't cross my brain until November, but I don't think it. I just don't think it looks good. You, you got to get players at some point, and there's there's not much of a pipeline to top star recruits. Maybe one. And I at least we're at least 
At least Illinois is getting one a year. That's improvement. No, but no, and I get that you're only it, losing. It's got to change. Yeah, you're only losing uh, AJ and Adonis. Okay, so let's say that Kofi replaces Adonis. Uh, you lose Drew Casey. That's fine. That's a walk-on. You replace that with someone. And then you lose Aaron Jordan, who I guess you fill in with someone like Tevian actually playing real minutes every game. Tevian and Allen. So I get that you're you're basically at this point going with the same team as last year, but a year older, with an easier schedule, which still looks fine to me because that's that's still a good enough team then with a schedule that allows them to win games, uh, to make a run at the tournament or at least the bubble, you know. But it's still a good enough team to make the tournament. Oh, I yes. think so. Yeah, because like you're not losing anything. You know all the knowns that your team has at this point. You just need improvement from everyone, and you need Kofi to step in and be a top fifty guy like he's expected to be. But you had a chance now to improve the team even more because you have three open spots, and they haven't done that. <sighs> yeah, it's... This was your chance to really take the program to the next level and maybe be a ranked team at some point next year because you added enough talented four-star guys or a grad transfer or something, and now it's May 13th, and you have three open spots, and you're lucky that Kofi Cockburn signed so early in this process because... If he didn't sign at this point and you had four open spots and nobody had signed, well, boy, that'd be that'd be concerning. <laughs> yeah, plenty of concerns. Uh, hope we'll, we'll see if there's some guys that sign over the next couple of weeks. Uh, this is an important, important summer. I mean, this could be a game-changing summer for Illinois basketball because if they don't make the if they don't make at least the NIT next year, it's a failure. You of can't a go under 500 again, you know. <laughs> No, definitely not. You've you've got to have a winning record. Have a winning record in conference. It's not no no, just you've a winning to... record overall. I don't care. You can go nine and eleven in conference, eight and twelve, and still be a decent team if you went twelve and two in non-conference play. Like you just can't lose the bye games. No FAUs. No, no FAUs. No FAUs. Definitely none of those. They could have had an ETSU, but their <laughs> whole travel schedule screwed them. Uh, speaking of basketball uh, in the professional realm. Honestly, I'm excited for the NBA Conference Finals because oh, yeah. there's change of pace. I mean, yes, the Warriors are back, and they don't have Kevin Durant, so it's basically the 2016 Warriors that the Cavs beat. But you've got three new teams, new blood. Portland hasn't been there in 19 years. They have a chance to make the NBA Finals for the first time since 1992 if they upset the Warriors, which I would love. And, of course, you got Leonard, man, that poster in Game 7. That was huge. That's our guy. That is So, at TCR and as Illini fans, I think if you have no rooting interest right now in this NBA playoffs, first, you don't want the Warriors to win because you've had enough of the Warriors. Uh, but then you also want the Blazers because Myers Leonard has a chance to be the second Illini ever to win an NBA Finals. Uh, Who's the first? Well, yeah, so Michael Burns on TCR, he wrote an article this morning, on Monday morning, uh, about this, uh, about Myers Leonard being in the Western Conference Finals. This is rare territory. You don't realize, like, how special this really is. Um, the last Illini ever to win. So Steve, Kub Steve Kuberski won an NBA championship in the mid-70s when he was a backup center for the Celtics. <laughs> huh. Because well, backing up you think of, Dave Cowens basically. Yeah, you think of like NBA talent and from the from Illinois like all time, Darren Williams might be the most like recognized, most decorated yeah, I mean, NBA. Darren player. Williams, Kendall Gill, Nick Anderson. They've all gotten far in the play. I mean, Nick Anderson made a finals. Yeah, no, but like Kawan Garris never did much. Deion Thomas didn't have much of an NBA career. 
uh, Dee Brown didn't really succeed there. Brandon Paul didn't get too much. So, like, I don't, yeah, it makes sense. The, like, one guy that you've never heard of is the one Illini ever to win an NBA Finals. And Portland, the way they're playing, I mean, Maybe that Game 7 win gives them momentum. And Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum are just awesome. Oh, I yeah. love them both. And it's them against the Splash Brothers. It's going to be an entertaining series. The first time ever also that brothers are facing each other in a Ooh, conference finals. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Seth Curry against Steph Curry. Seth outshoots Steph. Oh, that'd be tremendous. But I still think Golden State takes it. I think they win it in a six-game series. Yeah, no, I feel like it's going to be like a sweep maybe. But <laughs> I think well, – I is, really hope is, not. Is KD coming back? Do we know that yet? Right now, KD could miss the first two games, which would both be in Oakland. Okay, then that's a chance the Blazers have to steal one, right? They just got to. Have, they they got to steal one on the road, and then if they can win two in Portland – that would give them – I mean, they'd be up 3-1 Do you realize how that tough point, that is? But... They're going to have to, like, win one game at Oracle and then go home against if KD the Clippers, and win twice. If the Clippers can win two games at Oracle, the Port, the Trailblazers definitely can. That's fair. Definitely uh, can. Well, they have Ennis Cantor now. Yeah. They've got Leonard. They've got Lillard. Uh, Myers Leonard was a they've... DNP in three games. In the, Still, in the but he can have an effect against the Warriors no, yeah. because Golden State does – I mean, their best big rebounder now is Kevon Looney because DeMarcus Cousins is out for the playoffs. You don't have Durant. You lose your second best rebounder. That might be so – no, that, Looney, that like have... actually might be the X factor is the, the, the post game for the Blazers. The post game is the X is factor. It's much better for Portland than Golden State. Right. The, the the factor is going to be the post game, but at the same time, if between the four, Cur Steph Curry, Clay, Lillard, and CJ, if one of them have a bad two or three games, mm -hmm. that's going to cost the team. And Steph had like bad CJ games. Was, he had bad games before last round. Yeah, Steph had bad games, but the Splash Brothers took over in those last few oh, games yeah. against Houston. CJ took over in game seven. Lillard had, was cold when Denver was winning games mm -hmm. in that series. So if the Splash Brothers are on, Warriors win easily. Damian and CJ just have to be on point. But at the same time, if Portland's post game works, if Cantor gets 20 rebounds a night, they have a shot. But over on the eastern side of things, you've got Giannis and the Bucks. Who let's go? You know, you're you're going to be covering them basically during their Eastern Conference Finals hey. run as a producer in Madison, because the Bucks have a chance to go back to the NBA Finals. I believe for the first time since 1971. Yeah, Wilt was on that team. when. <laughs> No, when oh, Kareem, Kareem was on that team. I, I didn't mean Kareem and, Kareem and Oscar Robertson were on that team. <laughs> I mean, in, in between the years of Kareem, Oscar, you've had, like, who, who are the best players on the Bucs? Michael like Red. Sidney Moncrief. Michael, Michael Red. OSU alum. <laughs> oh, is he? Brandon Jennings. <laughs> yeah, Michael Red went to OSU. So the Bucks are in there after dismantling Boston, and Kyrie's gone. And then you've got the Raptors, who I think are starting to turn into the fan favorite. Buzzer beater for Kawhi in Game Seven against the Sixers, wait, wait, which has now wait, become. Wait, why are the Bucks not the fan favorite? <laughs> the Bucks are a fan favorite, but at the same time, the Bucks are the the heavy favorite to move on to the finals. Okay. Like both teams, I no think. No one's hating on the Bucks, though. For... You know, no one's like, no, I don't no want one's the hating Buc on the Bucks. Like, I think it's a great I... matchup because, like, no matter right. who wins, I just want a good series, and I think I'm happy. Like, I think either can give the Warriors a chance, like a run. But you have, but you have to think of, you know people with the fresh memory in their minds neutral nba fans have the fresh memory of Kawhi leonard hitting a buzzer beater to finally take the raptors to an eastern conference yeah. finals after so many so many so many years that they couldn't get there because of lebron and every other and ai so and all the these bucks other players for being too good and winning eight out of nine games it's it's just... not the bucks fault <laughs> i love the bucks i own a Giannis t-shirt and 
Kawhi Leonard has been the man for Toronto, and I think a lot of people started a lot of people started hate to hate the Sixers in this postseason. Oh yeah, people are yeah. people are not. I don't like the Sixers anymore. But Joel Embiid was upset. I, I didn't love seeing him be upset, but it, you know, but this I think is he honestly, ate a, sli- this is he ate all a slice of humble pie. No, yeah, and this is like once LeBron went out west, this is all we could have possibly wanted from the Eastern Conference: a changing of the guard, where it's two teams that haven't been there in forever getting a shot uh, to actually make the finals and win a championship, and it's exciting. Yep. And it's not and Boston. Who do you think is good? It's not Boston, so that's Who's... what I'm happy about. Who moves on to face Golden State in the finals? I'm going to go with the Bucks. the Bucks or the Raptors? I'm going with the Bucks. You're going with I the Bucks. I think Giannis okay. comes out huge. I think Middleton, um, you know, I think, yeah. Also, isn't it Gasol versus Gasol? Yes. Yeah. Wow, Ooh, brothers in man. both. <laughs> brothers in both. <laughs> Shoot. Isn't Powell injured, though? No, he's playing. I don't know, is he? I just know. I remember, like, Powell went to a... Uh, yeah, Powell's on Milwaukee yeah. and Mark is on Toronto. Yeah. So, technically, it's Gasol against Gasol after they both moved on hey, with their hot lives. Hot take. There's going to be a Gasol and a Curry in the NBA Finals. Hot take. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Good job for you. <laughs> but I do th- also think the Bucks are going to move on. In the NBA playoffs, upsets are rare. I mean, Portland beating Denver isn't really an upset upset. I thought I think it was. Portland was the... F- well, by seeding <laughs> yeah. standards, it was, but I think Portland was kind of favored after kicking OKC's butts, and I think it's going to be the one seeds, Giannis against the Warriors, and I would love to see Giannis get a ring at this age to start to build up a resume of becoming maybe the greatest player in NBA history. Maybe. Yeah. No. He, if he gets like, a title. Yeah, if he gets a if title, he gets a title at this young. Yeah. He, he's got leading a leg up on Jordan and LeBron. Yeah, leading yes. the team. Like, LeBron didn't lead the team when he won his first. It took him several tries. If Giannis can well, do it in his first deep playoff run. To be fair to LeBron, mm-hmm. in his what should have been his senior year of college at Ohio State, he led a horrible <laughs> Cavs team to the NBA Finals. Horrible. <laughs> By himself. They started... Danya, they started Larry Hughes and Eric Snow and Anderson Verjao, Zydrunas Elgauskas, Drew Gooden. That was the team. He took that team to the finals. He was 22, beating the Pistons with the 20, Wallaces. Giannis 24, that what it is? Giannis, I think, is 23. Oh, see, don't. Okay, but the Bucks are well-built, and uh, I think Budenholzer is a great coach. So, I really like the Bucks. I just – nobody but – every anybody but the Warriors, literally – and as much as I hated the Raptors while LeBron was there, I'm, I I, I want to see the Raptors do well. Either way, I'm fine with whoever wins out East. Just don't give me Golden State. Yeah. Give me Myers Leonard. Done with them. Myers Leonard. Put a ring on him. Myers Leonard. I mean, Manchester City just won the Premier League again. So it's like we need the new blood in some sports. We had the Patriots, Clemson, Man City. Give me some new blood, man. The Bucks. NHL. And if in the NHL, we need the Bruins to not oh, win yeah. the Stanley that, Cup. That, you know how much but that I know for, me? For you – what uh, the, the the Bruins are like two games away from the uh, finals? I know, and giving Boston like their third parade in six months. Yeah, thank God the Bucks won. <laughs> thank God, the, yeah, seriously, thank God the Bucks won. But obviously, I'm assuming you wouldn't want the Blues to win the Stanley Cup. I'm fine with that. That's new. Really? Yeah. You're not one of those uh, no, Blackhawks fans I've, who hate the Blues. No, I've seen. I know Blues fans, you know, and um, I know a few, and they have suffered a lot the past few years, like the past few decades. <laughs> This is true. They deserve, like, a win. Also, St. Louis. Like, they haven't, what, the Cardinals won right. six, eight years ago? Cardinals won 2011, yeah. yeah. Been, Blues have never made the Stanley Cup out of winning, winning the Western Conference. 
But um, any fun, any MLB thoughts before we uh, say goodbye for the day in our professional section? I think the Cubs and Brewers just played the best series of the season so far. Yeah, I mean the Cubs, I think, are the best team in baseball right now. Yeah. They're hot. No, I think that that division, like, well. that's going to be su- that, that's going to be a better race than last year because both those teams are going to win. I think at least a hundred games. Agreed, and it'll probably be a better race than the AL East because Boston is not turning up, and the once the Yankees get fully healthy, oh yeah, they're they're really going to start taking over. I think against Tampa now that Glasnow got hurt, but yeah, Cubs, Cardinals, Brewers, Reds are not ha- too shabby. Can they be the three Pirates best are- teams in baseball potentially? <laughs> in that division? I still think the Dodgers are better than the Cardinals. I think if the Brewers the... get pitching, they're just as good as the Cubs in some ways. Uh, I, I would agree with that. I think the that. Yankees, once they're healthy, they're just as good as the Cubs. I don't think anyone in the NL yeah. East is that good. Um, no. AL West, is Houston done with? No, Houston can still. No, I, but I don't think they're they're a 100-plus plus game win team. Yeah, maybe not this year. Uh, and no one in the AL Central, of course. So I think, like, there's a chance three of the five best teams in the majors are in the NL Central. Yeah, and guess what's going to happen? If Let's say the Cubs win the NL Central, Milwaukee hosts St. Louis in a wild card yeah. game and plays the Cubs, which is BS. Yeah, no, you know Change how ridiculous the that is? Like, that, that's going to be so dumb again. Like, one of them's going to lose and that's, in a one-game ha- playoff again. And the one right, and it's, gonna, it's yeah. not – and it's not a one-time case. This has happened multiple times. The first instance I remember was, I think, 2015 when the Cubs, Cardinals, and Pirates mm-hmm. had the three best records in baseball. Cubs play in Pittsburgh in the wildcard game, then beat the Cardinals in the NLDS. Uh, and then last year, Yankees get stuck playing the Red Sox yeah. instead of play, instead of the Red Sox playing like in, Cleveland. Yeah. And then the Yankees playing the Astros. Well, that would have been a better playoff, yeah. you know? Because then at least we get the why, Yankees and Red Sox and the LCS, and it's like a better – that's who you want. Right, but it should go by record for everything, just one through five for the entire – five teams is well, might be, be, be one through too four. little. Uh, I don't I don't agree with that because I think you should get some reward for winning your division at least. But I think that no, the, you should, yeah, the two wildcard teams, they play. But then after that, the wildcard team plays the best team, and uh, it's not – yeah, it's not like always just – well, you play the – well, but when you say that, that's basically the current system. I mean, you look at what happened last year in the AL. Think of this: the AL bracket would have looked like so. Red Sox is the one seed. Oh, Houston, oh, I get it now. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah I just think Red Sox is the one seed. Houston division. plays New York. Cleveland plays Oakland. Yeah. I don't think you should be rewarded for winning your division if your division is terrible. What? So you're saying you with the NBA best... model in a way, like divisions don't matter. Yeah. That's just that you play more. I... I think it's about regular season record. That's where the regular season matters. The best records should be ordered in the way that they finish. I don't because the NBA changed it. Yeah, because we were seeing because you look at the NBA divisions. You've got divisions where one team is getting out. Yeah, the soon we'll have divisions where no team gets out. Southeast is the 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 Eastern Conference Southeast division. Like that's. That's an awful division. Yeah. You got the Magic Horrible. and the Hornets and the Heat and Magic Hornets, Heat, Hawks, Hawks and Wiz- and Wizards. All five of those teams suck. <laughs> exactly. So that's why it would be a st- it's a stupid system. You look at the AL Central. Yeah. <laughs> right, but you look at the AL Central. Let's say the Indians win 85 games and they win their division and get a top 3 seed and you could have the Rays win 95 games and, miss the and be st- st- either miss the playoffs or get stuck playing like, I don't know, Oakland in, or Minnesota in the wild card game. It's BS. No, I, that makes – you're making a good point. I think bring that up to Mr. Manfred. That's the only thing you can do. 
Please. I make the best points. I've made the best points on Oski Talk for the 53 episodes we've done it. Hey. But uh, that's our professional section, which we always do at the end of our programs. Uh, <laughs> if you want to re-listen to the Illini section, go back to the beginning. But uh, that's going to be it for us today as we're on location. Uh, Steven, good luck on your move to Wisconsin. Thank you. Next time we do this pod, you will be in your new place. Yep. And uh, looking forward to see some good content out there in Madison as maybe the Bucks go out and make the NBA Finals for the first time in forever. Um, but for Stephen Cohen, I'm Ori Benatar. Thank you guys for listening to this edition of Oski Talk. Uh, next week, we'll definitely be talking some Big Ten tournament for baseball preview, a little uh, NCAA softball recap if Illinois wins the regional. That would be huge. Golf National Championships. And, uh, golf National Championships for women and men. And just closing out the academic year of sports for uh, the 2018-2019 Illini season. So uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank <laughs> you.